for Queensland. Sally Rafferty keeping you company this morning. Have you found yourself dragging your feet getting into work at the moment? Surviving 2020 took a lot of energy from everyone and it's actually impacting on our happiness in the workplace. Props the question, why should we be having fun at work? And to shed a bit of light on that for us, Dr. Joe Lukens, a psychology consultant and author here in Townsville, joins me in the studio this morning. Good morning, Dr. Lukens. Good morning, Sally. So why is it so important for us to have fun in the workplace? Well, I think it's one of those things that when people hear it, they'll say, well, isn't it, isn't it obvious that obviously when we're enjoying ourselves, then, you know, that I always say to people, mood is contagious. So that it's like that stone in the pond and it ripples out. So when there is a level of enjoyment and happiness about what we do, what we find in terms of productivity in workplaces is that people tend to perform better as well. So it's probably not a surprise to many people listening in, but there's, there's good research to actually support that. 2020 was a particularly challenging year. I guess, what are we seeing as far as morale in offices is concerned? Well, it will vary across sites and how uh, organisations have been able to manage themselves. And, you know, there's still some workplaces where people aren't fully back in the workplace. And so what it was sort of what are we almost 12 months ago now from from when things changed for us here in Townsville is it's still that case for many places. But what what we have seen is uh, impacts for organisations in terms of feelings of isolation and morale. So that has become an issue for many workplaces. And then depending upon how they've been able to respond to that has depended then, of, of course, on how that's then been managed through workplaces. So some workplaces have done a very good job of looking after the well-being and morale of staff as best they can in the circumstances. But it, understandably, particularly if you're spending a lot of time at home or the workplace has changed significantly or if there's been huge impacts on your workplace, you know, that affects our mental health and well-being as well. How can having fun promote collaboration in an office environment? Well, one of the things that we know is that you know, again, stating the obvious, it feels like it, but but we know that people matter. So our relationships are incredibly important. And in our workplaces, we have collegiate relationships. And sometimes that steps into friendships for people as well. Um, and that, you know, there's, there's different boundaries that people have around that. But we know that um, that level of engagement has a direct impact on almost all aspects of work. So we know that it's not that you have to be friends with co-workers, but certainly in workplaces where you know, people get along and people enjoy each other's company, that tends to translate well into the workplace and the productivity and and the the organisational climate. So the culture of the organisation is directly affected by that. So I guess with that in mind, should you be trying to actively, you know, form these friendships outside of work with your co-workers? It's going to be a personal preference, I think, because I know I've certainly encountered some people who like to keep their lives very distinct between work and outside and then other people, you know, cross that um, that divide, if you like. So it, it's going to come down to personal preference. But we certainly know that when there's connection between people, you know, that makes it makes it easy. The, we know more likeable people tend to actually get promoted uh, quicker because what, what tends to happen is that if you connect with someone and engage with someone, they're easier to talk to. And that, that almost that, that social lubrication, if you like, of relationships and friendships um, actually makes it puts you in front of people more often and so people do tend to do better so that likability factor is is a relevant one as well what kind of activities can make work fun I'm guessing you know playing hide and seek in the lunch break probably isn't appropriate yes no that probably won't go over well <laughs> I would imagine and I think that's the thing is that fun is such a an individually based 
thing. So, you know, some organisations go down the path of, you know, games and things. They might have novelty things that happen through the workplace from time to time and other cultures don't support that at all. Um, But I think it's about finding out what is fun for your employees and sometimes fun and enjoyment can come from being able to share a laugh or it might be that maybe within your organisation you've made a particular target that you were working towards and you might celebrate that with, you know, a sushi platter on a Friday or, you know, you might do some things together or have a bit of a laugh about things. And I think all of that, it's going to come down to what individuals find to be fun and what people are comfortable with and what they feel is appropriate in a workplace environment. Is that something you should be doing regularly? You know, is it, you know, every Friday that you do a, a sushi platter or do you know what I mean? Like how often do you need to be doing these activities for it to actually have a benefit? Yeah, look, I think that, again, it's going to vary. I feel like I'm sitting on the fence with a lot of the answers here, <laughs> Sally, because it, it, it does depend on the organisations themselves. I think that when you force things into culture, that doesn't sometimes doesn't work. And sometimes it's the spontaneous stuff or the fact that it is a novelty is what makes it fun. But having some ri- rituals within organisations, and it might even be, you know, I, you know it's, we're not far off it. So I think some organisations will do things like the footy tipping, you know, and even a footy tipping competition within an organisation brings people together and there's a bit of banter on the Monday about who got it right and who didn't and those sorts of things. So it can be anything from a conversation through to, you know, sort of planned activities. And some organisations go so far to do, you know, they might go... I don't know, barefoot bowls or something like that on a weekend. And, and again, culture of the organisation is going to affect that. But being a little bit creative in our thinking, um, I certainly like to think that every day that I go to work, something about it is fun. It would be pretty sad for me if, if I didn't have that. So seeking that out myself is something that I, I find helps my, my um, enjoyment when I'm at work. Is it something that you need everyone in the organisation to jump on board with? So, you know, things like barefoot bowls might not be up everyone's alley. Is it more effective, I guess, if everyone's involved? Uh, more is better, but I don't think we I don't think we can force fun on anyone. And, you know, if you really don't like lawn bowls or you really don't like, um, you know, whatever, a scavenger hunt or whatever it might be, we need to respect what people do and don't like and maybe see how we can adapt things so that some people can be involved. Some people just might be uncomfortable with it, but... You know, that engagement, and if you within an organisation, if you've got a few things that are happening, then people can sort of pick and choose what, what's going to suit them. Not everyone might necessarily go into the footy tipping, you know, so it's really about um, respecting that people will have differences. But then also it's about, sometimes it's about being a good sport. Even if you're not that into the footy tipping, it's part of being part of something at work. So maybe it's worth doing it for that reason. Yeah. And we know that, you know, not every day will be a good day in your working life, but how do you know if you're in a truly happy or fun workplace? You know, is it something like 80-20? Like, how do you gauge that, I guess? Yeah, it's. I think we probably all have our own barometers of what that is rather than a sort of specific statistic. But I, I guess one guide I often say to people is how do you feel as you're heading into work? You know, is there an element of you that thinks, oh, good, what am I looking forward to today? And I think that's something we can all own ourselves, that that I aim to, I I kind of bookend my day. I know it's something that works for me is as I'm heading into work, I think, what am I looking forward to today? And then at the end of the day, I think, well, what went well? And I think that, you know, it doesn't mean that my entire day is amazing. It certainly isn't. But what it does is it forces us to look at the good and we have a tendency sometimes to have a negativity bias. So we have to actively work at our own happiness and be responsible for that. And, you know, seeking out the good is a great way to do it. I like the sound of that. Picking the cherry out of every day, as you do for me every time we catch up. Dr. Joe Lukens, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Sally. Great to be here.
always wonderful to have Dr. Jo Lukens in our studio. She is a psychology consultant and author that's based here in Townsville. And those insights, I like the idea of having a bit more fun in the workplace, although I wouldn't mind a bit of hide and seek. I don't know. 